Liberal Party prepares to land its position on the voice to Parliament. Former U.S. President Donald Trump maintained his innocence. And in surfing, Australian surfer gets a call-up for the Rip Curl Pro. The Liberal Party is preparing to land a formal position on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum after months of debate with Labour over the proposal. The Liberal Party have held a meeting this morning to discuss the party's position on the referendum. Some elected Liberals are calling for a conscious vote, with the New South Wales Senator Andrew Bragg and Victoria's Jason Wood saying this is in line with party tradition. Liberal Senator James McGrath says he personally does not support the voice, but we'll see what the party room decides. Well, let's just see what happens at the party room. Uh, it's good for the Liberal Party to get together and have a discussion about this very important issue. My views are on the record as, as, as opposing the voice, uh, but let's just see what, what comes out of the party room. So, and let's look into the details of it. But um, I think we all want to help Indigenous Australians. Uh, I don't think a constitutional voice is, is the way to go. I think all Australians in the Constitution should be treated equally. A police officer who shot and killed an Indigenous teen has been dismissed by the Northern Territory Police Force over serious breaches of discipline. Former Police Constable Zachary Rolf killed 19-year-old Kumanjai Walker in November 2019, shooting him three times with the incident taking place in the remote community of Uendomo, northwest of Alice Springs. He was later acquitted for the death of the Indigenous man. According to a statement from a Northern Northern Territory Police spokesperson, Rolf's breaches were not related to the shooting itself. His father, Richard Rolf, said that his son will appeal the decision. New South Wales Premier Chris Minns says Labour will keep its promise and begin a treaty process with the state's First Nations. The Minns government will govern in minority with 45 or 46 seats with confidence and supply guaranteed by independent MPs Alex Greenwich, Greg Piper and Joe McGurr. But speaking to reporters on a tour of Lismore in northern New South Wales, Mr Minns has said a treaty is one of the promises the ALP made during the election campaign. He says it's the time it's time for New South Wales to move in that direction. It's a complicated process and I note that Queensland and Victoria have been at it for over five years each and still haven't gotten to the stage where they've been able to enact or sign a treaty. But we're not going to be dissuaded by the complexity of the task. It, it just needs to be remembered that it could be signing treaty with over 150 different nations. Australia's banking regulator is calling for feedback from the public, including consumer and community groups, about the way it collects and distributes information about bank branch services across Australia. The Australian Prudential Regulation Authority says the number of physical bank branches in major cities fell by almost 30% in the five years to June 2022 and 29% in regional and remote areas. It's in response to the government's Regional Banking Task Force, which is assessing the impact of branch closures across stakeholders and communities. The Reserve Bank's decision to pause interest rate hikes has been criticised as not going far enough to address increasing living costs. After 10 consecutive rate rises, the RBA decided to hold interest rates steady to see how the economy would respond.
Deputy Liberal Leader Susan Lay says more needs to be done to address the rising cost of living. Unfortunately, there is no reprieve from a continually rising cost of living, something that everyone is experiencing when they go to the supermarket, when they open their power bills, when they consider how they're going to get their family budget through this winter, and whether in fact they're going to have to choose between heating and eating. Australia's High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, Stephen Smith, has visited jailed WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange at a British prison. It's the first time since November 2019 that Mr Assange has accepted a consular visit and the first time a High Commissioner has met with him behind bars. Mr Smith told the ABC on his way to the prison that he was very keen to have a conversation with him and check on his health and well-being. He also said he would attempt to see whether regular visits might be a feature of the relationship with Mr. Assange going forward. Assange continues to have espionage charges in the U.S. and remains in London's Belmarsh prison, where he has been held since 2019 while fighting extradition proceedings. In Moscow, Russian President Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping wrapped up Xi's second day in Moscow. They ended with a state dinner in the 15th century Palace of Facets that once served as a banquet hall for the Russian Tsars. The Chinese president says he has invited Mr. Putin to top-level meeting of China's One Belt, One Road regional initiative, which seeks to extend China's influence through economic cooperation projects. I also invited President Putin to visit China this year. This year we will host the third Belt and Road meetings. We've held it twice. President Putin participated in the first two. Belt and Road has been an important cooperation that connects China and Russia. The two leaders declared they have signed a joint statement. Vladimir Putin remains on the International Criminal Court's wanted list after a warrant for his arrest was issued a few days ago. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has addressed supporters in Florida after being charged with falsifying business records earlier in the day in New York City. Mr. Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in a history-making moment for the United States. Indicted last week, the former president is the first ever sitting or former president to face criminal charges. Mr. Trump says he is innocent of all charges. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. They attacked me with an onslaught of fraudulent investigations. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has, vi- has visited Kiev for an unannounced visit to Ukraine. Japan chairs the group of seven nations, the G7 this year, and was the only one of the seven whose leader had yet to make a visit to the war-torn country. Footage from Japanese national broadcaster NHK shows the Prime Minister inspecting a rundown train station. Commenting on the visit, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said that Japan should instead be working to defuse the war crisis. The international community should uphold the position of promoting peace talks and creating situations for the political resolution of the Ukraine crisis. We hope Japan could do more things to de-escalate the situation instead of the opposite. 
and back home recognizing forced marriage as a form of family violence opens the door for victim survivors to get help according to a new Monash University report. The report makes the case for Australia to reconsider how it classifies abuse and backs Victoria's decision to legally recognize forced marriage as a form of family violence. Victoria is currently the only Australian state or territory to classify forced marriage as a statutory example of family violence, the report found. The study involved interviews and focus groups with more than 20 family violence and frontline service providers who said they could create clearer pathways for victim survivors since the law took effect in 2019. And to surfing, Australian surfer Morgan Chibilich will join the Rip Carl Pro field as an injury replacement, stepping in for Brazilian Miguel Pupo, who was hurt at the last round in Portugal. Chibilich will have a tough welcome to the world tour with two-time former world champion John John Florence and fellow Hawaiian Baron Mamiya in his round one hit. Surfers at the Rip Carl Pro at Bells Beach in Victoria have had to cool their heels as the competition is called off again due to poor conditions. The next call to continue the competition will be made on Thursday morning, April the 6th. And now having a look at the weather around the country this Wednesday, Broome, partly cloudy 32, Perth, sunny morning 24, Adelaide, mostly sunny 29, Melbourne, cloudy 21, Hobart, a shower or 2, 19, Albury, Wodonga, sunny 26, Canberra, mostly sunny 24, Wollongong, a shower or 2, 23, Sydney, showers easing 25, Newcastle, also showers easing and 25 degree as well. Brisbane, mostly sunny, 32. Townsville, partly cloudy, 30 degrees. Cairns, possible shower, 31. Alice Springs, partly cloudy, 32. Darwin, partly cloudy, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 